Welcome to the Haunted Hacker podcast number. Casey, what number do you want to get it? I'm, I, I'm, I assume one is already taken. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> In, any number between, I don't know, 150 and 200. Uh, let's go 175. I don't know. Cool. Awesome. 175. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, news for this week. Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, we do have a new member of the Haunted Hacker family, and his name is Loki, and he's a Hellion. Uh, so he may pop in and out of the video. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Attacked. <laughs> yeah. Might attack me at some point. I don't know. He's very unpredictable. Uh, so next week is Thanksgiving. Um, I think I have one talk next week. I'm not really sure where. And then uh, December in the British Virgin Islands and Oklahoma City on December 2nd for Inotech. Um, other than that, not a whole lot of... Uh, huge news going on in the industry things kind of quiet down um other than dark side is getting a, a bounty put on by the government which i think is really cool um but with that i'll introduce our guest casey uh casey and i go back a ways uh, 2016 i think um casey why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and kind of what brought you to uh, cybersecurity oh just a uh a normal guy, I guess. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing special about me. Uh, so, uh, but friends with you uh, for a long time. Uh, a mutual friend uh, of ours. You know, we I think we stumbled on, uh, stumbled cross paths accidentally, and then found out that we had mutual friend uh, Ralph uh, Etchmendia mm -hmm. and uh, the Hollywood hacker, uh, the ethical hacker. Um, uh, you know, and he's the one that really got me started uh, into this. Uh, into cybersecurity. Uh, I spent uh, 18 years prior to that being a system admin and, uh, and liked security uh, and, you know, was a law enforcement officer before that. So security has always been a, a love of mine. Um, and, you know, I was just in uh, the system administration uh, for a, uh, a small privately owned company. Uh, and he actually came into town to do a PCI audit uh, for my wife, uh, for my wife's company. Uh, he uh, broke things, uh, brought the whole company's network down, I think within like five minutes from coming in the door. And they, uh, they flipped their, their lid and basically ostracized him from uh, uh, the rest of the, the pen test or the, the assessment. He couldn't come into the building and, you know, from like midnight to six, which put him back. So I, um, Hit him up, said, hey, man, you're in uh, Oklahoma City for an extra day. I'm sure you love that because there's just a, so much to do here. Uh, so I went out and uh, picked him up on a Saturday, took him out to dinner, uh, became mutual friends. Uh, that was back when he was actually doing a lot of teaching. Uh, he said, you should come uh, You should come sit in my classes or something. I'm like, ah, nah, nah, nah. And he was trying to get me to go to DEF CON and, and all of this. And, you know, it's like I never have time. Uh, I'm a workaholic. I work around the clock, never have time, never have time. So finally about after about eight years, actually, I mean, we stayed in contact and, and uh, I took him up on it. I, I went to his class and then uh, later on that year, uh, went to my first DEF CON uh, and, uh, you know, blew my mind. I was like, it, you know, and, and honestly changed my life. Uh, I, I'm a, a completely different person uh, now after that experience. Uh, than I was before, uh, you know, growing up in Oklahoma in the middle of the Bible Belt, uh, mm -hmm. very opinionated, uh, to say the least. And, uh, you know, uh, the InfoSec community and culture and, you know, especially DEF CON, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it changes your it changes your outlook uh, and you get to be around people from all walks of life, uh, different opinions, different views, different, you know, everyone's Everything. different and uh and uh the community is so uh open and uh willing to help and willing to listen and willing to support you regardless of who you are uh and uh and that's what i loved about it uh and so you know changed my life there uh i'm not a super hacker uh, you know, I'm not like a Dave Kennedy or somebody, you know, those guys that, that are uh, on TV uh, every time you turn around telling the world uh, the latest and greatest and, and doing all sorts of uh, awesome things. And so uh, I really felt 
uh, uh, confused or maybe lost, like, okay, where do I fit in here, right? Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, how can I give back? Uh, and so from there, I started volunteering uh, with Black Hat uh, in terms of their uh, conference associates program uh, and went on to actually lead that now. I think I've been involved with that nine years. Uh, so uh, my journey uh, has brought me through, you know, uh, you know, no, not, not really knowing what the uh, InfoSec world was other than I just had a love for security and firewalls. Uh, to being fully immersed in it, uh, and then being able to uh, help and give back with the uh, the Black Hat uh, uh, Conference Associate Program. Uh, that program, uh, we 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 have on a normal year, uh, we have around 200 people on my team, uh, and it's a mix of uh, professionals uh, from the industry, uh, and uh, the other half or two thirds of those people uh, are aspiring college students or InfoSec students. Uh, so it gives, it gives people uh, sort of their first, uh, first uh, step into cybersecurity. A lot of, a lot of people, um, they get to come uh, to, you know, one of the largest uh, security conferences in the world, be a part of that, see what's going on behind the scenes um, and, and work with like, like for instance, uh, you know, We've had Microsoft send their Ghostbusters team, oh, cool. uh, which is their uh, their uh, global uh, incident response team, uh, and so they've joined us. Uh, they didn't join us last year because of COVID, but they've they've been a part of my team for the last uh, four or five years. Uh, and so, you know, those are some really awesome people, and they see lots of interesting stuff uh, trotting the world with with Microsoft. Um, and so, you know, here, here's these students uh, with their first uh, first uh, experience into into uh, cybersecurity, and they're they're getting to work with with uh, these these experts, um, and not only the experts, but you know, uh, they get um, exposure to the the trainers and the mm -hmm. speakers and everybody that's around. It's a it's a huge networking event, right? Uh, that's why that's what summer camp's about, right? Networking. Uh, I don't really go for the talks. It's like I go for the networking to see all the friends. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I've been doing that. And then, uh, you know, uh, another guy that I think we all know, I think he was probably been, I think he was on here a few podcasts ago. Not sure what number that was, but uh, uh, Jason Street, uh, you know, he, uh, he pulled me into uh, DEF CON groups. And so I volunteer uh, with them. I'm on the, uh, the global board there. Uh, that helps establish, maintain, manage, get resources, you know, whatever uh, the groups uh, need, uh, we're uh, a resource for them. And so I'm part of that as well. Uh, you know, that's, that's how I've, I've given back. And then since then, you know, we work together uh, doing some uh, commercial and government stuff. Uh, since then, I've, uh, I've uh, jumped out on my own, start my own company now. Oh, wow. uh, and, uh, you know, trying to uh, keep my head above water, uh, working all hours of the day uh, and trying to grow that business and, you know, rule the world finally. You know, that's, one day. that's pretty awesome. I didn't know my that hopes. you, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that you had left uh, our previous company. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a, it was an interesting environment that, that we both worked in. Um, I think the first and, time I met you was in, it's on the East Coast. No. Maybe, maybe the East Coast, I think. We did a pen test together, and it was at a hotel, and uh, you had walked in, and, and totally was not what I was expecting. Um, and I was there with Kathleen Whalen, I believe. Um, yep. And we sat down and started talking and realized that, oh, wait a minute, you know, we have quite a few people in common that we knew. Um, and it was in North, North Carolina. That's where it was at. We went out for barbecue that night. So yeah, and, it was a lot of fun. You know, and, and that's, you know, it, it's, um, that, uh, that environment, I think, as you would agree, isn't for everyone. Uh, I've, I've, I've managed to, uh, to, to, to stay there for, uh, I don't know, maybe a lot longer than I expected. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it's not that I don't beat my head against the wall at times with some of the, uh, the nonsense that goes on there. Right. Uh, but just a perfect example of, um, you know, everyone has their, 
their roles and their places. And, you know, sometimes they're, uh, sometimes things work out to where they're a fit. Sometimes, you know, it's like people can't stand the work that they do. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, just, just keep on looking, you know, and, and yeah. find out where you fit and find, uh, you know, sort of what I went back to a while ago in terms of, uh, being accepting, uh, mm-hmm. and understanding. Cause I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned, especially in the InfoSec world, uh, is that, you know, I think we're all a little weird, right? Yeah. We all oh, yeah, like, sure. like I was telling you before this, like, you know, I, I don't like talking to people like, but one of the things that I found, like when I, when I go to summer camp and I'm around people, you know, um, you know, I, I, I had the privilege and I, I really consider it a privilege uh, of actually speaking at Black Hat one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, never thought I would ever do that. I've spoken at DEF CON on, on some, uh, some DEF CON groups, uh, panels and boards, uh, I believe four times now. Never, ever thought I, in, in my life that I would get up in front of thousands of people uh, and talk. Um, can't really believe I'm doing this right now either. I'm you know, sort of nervous. Uh, but you know, we all have our, we all have our, uh, idiosyncrasies and, um, we just have, you know, it's, it's, it's about realizing, uh, and understanding everybody, uh, and what you're, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not a super hacker, but I'm really good at this or this, you know, you know, we all have, uh, we can't be, you know, there's, uh, InfoSec is so broad, Right. Uh, we can't be experts in everything. And so it's great to know so many people um, that, Hey, if, if I have a problem with, with, you know, web, I can go this or, or, or crypto, I can go here or, you know, uh, and that's one of the things that certainly the uh, being involved in, in those conferences and the community has brought. Uh, and, you know, especially when I've, you know, with, with COVID and, and um, you know, that's certainly decreased my travel. But, you know, I used to spend, you know, 200 nights a year uh, on the road, oh, yeah. which is hard in a hotel. I used to live in a hotel. Yeah, that. But one of the working. things. Go ahead. Yeah, one, one of the things that, that made that livable uh, and, and that I was able to, to uh, suffer, suffer through that was that it was it was nice that every town I went to, of course, we were going to major, uh, major mm-hmm. towns, and everything, uh, major cities. But I knew someone everywhere I went. And so that certainly made, um, made a lot more bearable, uh, in terms of that travel. It's like, I, I would go here and, you know, I'd, I'd give this guy a call or girl a call and say, Hey, I'm, I'm in town. You want to do dinner one night? Uh, and so it was great being able to, um, to catch up with people as well and, and know that you have a family, a, a, an infosec family out there that, uh, you can, you can go, uh, and see, uh, you know, more than just once a year at summer camp so yeah to me to me that's the biggest thing about being an infosec is the community um you know being on the road we were on the road quite a bit with that company um i would say probably 75 percent of the time we're on the road uh and it was nice to be able to hook up with different people and, and you know spend time on the road with with people you enjoy talking to that have something in common um you know i'm going up to uh, oklahoma city on december 2nd and uh, it's it's always a lot of fun. Um, Donovan yeah. is up in Oklahoma City, and, and you know there's a lot of people. You, you're you're still up in Oklahoma City, right? Yep, I'm in Oklahoma City too. I actually have not met Donovan yet, um, mm-hmm. but uh, weird weird story on that is that mm-hmm. that was um, the the Inotech there that that Sean uh, Sean's still involved in that, right? Yeah, yeah. With, uh, yep. So uh, that was the the cyber part of that was actually started by uh, Jason. Uh, oh, really? myself oh, uh, wow. yeah. jason uh it, well we called it route 66 back then i think mm-hmm. they've since abandoned route 66 um but um jason you know after uh after one of those cons he's like hey do you want to do do you want to do one of these locally i'm like yeah right sure yeah i was like i'll i'll help yeah and then next thing i know uh we're in the the at, at that time the cox convention center mm-hmm. uh doing uh doing a little local cyber conference and so you know, that was, that was fun to do. And, you know, um, we since, you know, sort of abandoned the route 66 and let Sean go ahead and take that over. And I think he's actually done <clears throat> that in other cities too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, brought in the, uh, the infosec, uh, portion of it. Uh, but he was always a great guy to work with, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, has a, a lot of good intent there. So, 
yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, we did one in Dallas uh, last month uh, for Innotech, and Innotech is actually now part of TechStrong. Um, so TechStrong puts on a lot of these events. Um, I think we have one in San Antonio come up as well. Uh, but yeah, Sean's, Sean's a good guy. Uh, it's really interesting doing the one in Dallas. I hadn't been da- back to Dallas in years and uh, ended up, uh, it was at the uh, Las Colinas Convention Center, Urban Convention Center. And uh, my boss, my, one of my very first bosses in InfoSec uh, came and saw my talk and got to spend some time with him. Uh, and that, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's what drives me, I think, is, is the people uh, being able to, you know, I've known people in InfoSec now for 20 something years and, and it always, it's always good to sit down with someone who you haven't seen in, in, in a long time and, and, you know, share a drink with, or, you know, sit down and talk to and catch up because so much happens within the community so often and so fast. Um, that it's yeah. nice to keep up with people. Um, so yeah, like the, uh, the community, I think is, is one big thing in the culture. Um, you know, we talk about Ralph and, and Jason and, people like that and Chris Roberts and some of the other guys and we're all getting old, man. Like it seems like <laughs> yeah, we ain't no spring <laughs> chickens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I still remember when I first met Ralph and um, I was young, uh, you know, probably in my early, early thirties, um, you know, and I'm about to be 50 here in a couple of years. And it's just, you know, when I sit back and look at where the industry was and where it is now, it's just, it's amazing and shocking on the, on the same token. And, and us thinking that, oh, they're going to they're gonna fix this and we're not going to have a job and they're right. going to fix this and we're not going to have a job. And, you know, fingers and crossed, then, you know, hopefully we'll still have a job next year. Right. And I, I don't think we'll have a problem with that considering, you know, you do a, you know, packet capture on the Internet and all of a sudden you see SQL Blaster and stuff like that still floating around. You know, it's not a whole lot's changed, I don't think um yeah so you know and that's and that's and that you know talking about not a whole lot's changed you know in in the pen tests and everything that i do mm -hmm. um that's just one of the you know people think that oh you to be a successful pen tester you you have to be you know as i referred to a second ago that super hacker is like no you don't you just i mean there's so much low-hanging fruit out there uh and, and that was one of the things that i really wanted to start uh my company with one of the reasons behind it was to help people, right? Um, because being involved uh, in the in the conferences and and everything, you saw so many people that didn't really know where to start. Like, where where do I start with security, right? Right. Um, and there's so many of these big companies out there that you know people just feel overwhelmed and everything like that. So I've always been one that just I want to help people, uh, and that's that's what sent me down the road. And I think that's the 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 group of friends that I'm around is that's that's the mutual uh, tie right there. Is we all want to help and we all yeah. want to make things better. Yeah, I mean we we had a pretty epic group at that last company we worked with um you know we had tinker on the team you um you know there's a couple of people that that are still doing some really great great things um and leading communities uh i know yeah. tinker is very active in in dallas um with that group of guys uh, along with uh dustin dykes uh wirefall and a couple other guys yeah um, yeah I, I felt really fortunate and and out of place uh when i joined the team originally and of course through a merger and everything you know all those guys split because you know the government work right they no one a lot of people don't like the government work right. uh and you know I, I i enjoyed the time the short time that i was able to be a part of that team because you know we had a, a team of like what 25 people or something like that it was it was yeah. insane yeah. uh and the work that they were doing uh you know andrew whitaker uh up there uh chris christopher duffy uh those guys leading leading those teams and everything you know doing the talks at, at black hat and defcon you know they were the ones that, that made the atm rain money mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh cycling through and just draining an atm uh, so, you know, they were doing some really uh, cutting edge things and it was awesome to be part of. Yeah, we had the, you know, the uh, ones that I think that that learned that they could freeze the uh, freeze the memory uh, and, and glitch it just enough to, to be able to capture the, uh, the encryption key for the hard drives coming in. So uh, really, really interesting team. It's like I'm not worthy. But yeah, uh, yeah, we, uh, we also had that uh, the device that the Kraken for, for password cracking. And I thought that was really cool. We, we, we had so much freedom to pretty much build and do our own thing 
the only thing that that really got to me was was the uh, Fed Reserve pen tests. Um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily call them pen tests, really. It's here's your laptop. Here's the two tools yeah. that you can use, and here's the Eric. You just hit that when you're and, ready to go. And, and here's your handcuffs in terms of what you can do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody, but I mean, you know, there are certain people out there that live that kind of compliance-driven uh, yeah. pen testing and stuff like that. And more power to them. You know, it's it's great that somebody somebody's doing it. Um, yeah. But it just you know, when when you get over into that world, there's so much there that you know they're afraid that you 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 can't step over this boundary into mm-hmm. to this other, you know, container or whatever. So, you know, I always used to refer to it as, you know, you can tell them that this window is unlocked, but you can't open it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's definitely what it was. And then, and then they chase it there. Right. And so, and then that's another thing too, is that you get, you know, you, you know, I don't know if you ever do it, but I certainly do all the time and suffer from imposter syndrome. Oh yeah, uh, especially when you're uh, mm-hmm. when you're doing these systems that are that go that go through pen tests annually, right? And and you know you come up on the system and you know that it's been pen tested for the last ten years. Like, what are you gonna find? <laughs> yeah, with the same tools. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh, it's it's like. Uh, yeah, you know, so you, you hope to find some some piddly things there and not be skunked, but uh, yeah. uh, every once in a while you get get some fun stuff going. Yeah, and I think uh, the, that weekend that we met up um, to do that test, uh, there was a conference going on at that at that hotel, and I remember they were leaving USBs sitting around the hotel, and one of the USBs that I found had company information on all kinds of stuff it just it amazes me going on those trips and just seeing the security of the hotel or you know individuals in the hotel it's just it's shocking or um, or just on the planes right i mean yeah. um there was you know i i made a habit uh for a while there and i would take pictures and sort of sort of publicly shame people uh anonymously of course but uh, i put frowny faces on their computers either in the airport lounges there was there was one lady um that you know i'm sitting here in my my hacker hoodie and and uh uh, everything and you know she pops open her laptop and it's a government laptop it's got a cat card on it Mm -hmm. and she gets out her credit card and props it up you know on the screen where she can read it as she's typing in and uh next thing i know she gets up goes to the bathroom like leaves her (laughs) here's her cat card her credit card her computer unlocked and i'm like Oh wow! Nice. Wow. And so, took a little picture and you know, put a frowny face on it, posted it. It's like you know some of the things that you just can't believe. It, it just goes back to the low hanging fruit comment of, mm-hmm. um, you know, Juan. And I think I think Ralph uh, instilled this in me a long time ago. Uh, is people are your weakest link? Uh, they okay. are. They they are and will continue to be uh, your weakest link and your hardest to secure. But yeah, it's funny though. On on the flip side of that they're also your most, your most valuable protection too. Uh, you just exactly. depending on how you look at it, uh, you, you train your staff well and everything and, and they can, uh, honestly be, you know, the thing that protects you the most. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people though, look, pen tests are, are kind of peculiar, right? So a lot of companies do pen test and their whole goal is to basically shame the company that they're testing, um, yeah. and show them how bad they are. But, you know, what was funny is when I had Jason, we were talking about pen testing and his approach. Um, I like the fact that he looks at it as trying to help the people instead of like trying to catch them in a bad situation, you know, making it a learning experience. Um, And I I think taking that positive approach, not a whole lot of companies do and a whole lot of pen testers don't do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things I've taken with my company. Um, and what I try to instill in everyone that works for me and, and that I work with mm-hmm. is that pen tests aren't about gotcha moments, right? It's not yeah. something that you say gotcha and, and high five each other. Of course we high five each other when we're successful, right? But that's in the background. Um, and, and, you know, as Jason would say, do his ice cream dance or whatever. Uh, but they're not about that. They're about let's find things, let's identify things that are weak. So, you can make them better. So we always try to take an approach of, we want to be a partner 
Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be a partner with our clients and the people that we're doing pen tests for uh, and help them. And, and, you know, a lot of times we'll come to them with uh, a vulnerability that we found uh, and, and you tell them that and it's like you, you sort of look at you like the, with the deer in the you know, headlights. It's like, what, what does that mean? Or, you know, and the other part of that is, you know, we, we really work to make sure that clients understand uh understand what this vulnerability is understand what can be done with it and uh so there's that aspect of it there's also the aspect of you know we can bring something to a client in terms of vulnerability and they look like they're scared to death but you know you also have to be reassuring too because uh just because a tool let's just say nessus right calls something critical doesn't mean that it's critical and so you you have to you have to you know try to to single those out and and you know guide the client and help them in terms of yeah you need to be concerned about this and yeah you have this but you know it's not that big of a worry uh you have to be reassuring so you know the partnership there uh and and not um you know there's so many people that do use the fear tactics uh and i i don't really that never has been me. Doesn't accomplish much. That. Doesn't accomplish much because I mean, when, when you go in and you strike fear, you know, you kind of ruin that that partnership, that relationship, that friendly relationship with the client. Um, another person who, who takes that same approach, you know, as trying to be a trusted advisor, um, is Luke McComey, Pyro. Um, I've been working with him for a while now, and same 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 idea. Uh, we go into a client, you know, talk to him about you know, what we're going to do, you know, make it really obvious. And then we work hand in hand with them. Um, I think the older guys in the industry and, and some of the old guard take that approach. Now um, I didn't always take that approach when I was younger. I think I, I was one of those ones who wanted to smash and grab and, you know, yeah. ha ha ha, look what I did. But, you know, the older I get, you know, the more I see that it's, it's not about the vulnerabilities. It's not about being able to, Get domain admin it's about relationships um relationships with the client is something you can build off of uh because without that type of relationship you know the security effort is meaningless um, you really have to have that that one-on-one -on -one and that personal touch um <clears throat> but yeah so what is your tell me about your company um what made you decide to start it and, and tell me what it's like now uh well so the company's name is secure yeti uh, nice. but you know, it's sort of a, a play on words there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if, if you're from Oklahoma or the South, you sort of have a, a little bit of a draw and run words together. So, uh, <laughs> this is something that Ralph and I actually, I mean, uh, laughed about, but you know, you know, if you say secure Yeti fast enough, it sounds like security. security. Um, so it's sort of, it's sort of just a play on words. Uh, it goes to the, the aspect that I was telling you in terms of, I, I try to take a more upbeat approach mm -hmm. uh, instead of being doom and gloom and uh, everything dark. Um, I try, you know, try to be a little bit more upbeat. Uh, you know, security isn't, uh, isn't a mythical thing, uh, just like the Yeti is, uh, yeah. you know, we just try to have fun with it, uh, and, and, cool. and try to have fun with it all around. Uh, and so, uh, you know, have a, had a, a cartoonist, uh, that I've known for a long time. He did our mascot for us and, and everything. So we just, awesome. we like to have fun with it. Uh, and, you know, we have about 10 employees now that we've grown just trying to, to stay on top of, uh, stay on top of the work, take more work in grow that customer base we're only two years old now uh although i've had i've had the uh the desire you know i, I was a pre i was a business owner before we met uh, on a small business uh that uh sort of got consumed uh with with the other family that i was working with in terms of their family business so it it, it became more of a um we're going to maintain uh, what we've got then then grow type thing. Uh, and so uh, when I made the jump from there into uh, InfoSec full time, it was really uh, uh, eye opening. And like I said, I always loved security and always wanted to do it. I, uh, I toiled on the uh, secure Yeti name thinking that it was too comical or too cutesy. Uh, but, uh, everyone that I spoke with, uh, sort of gave me some positive feedbacks. Like they like, just, they like it because it's upbeat and not, yeah. uh, 
not just the, the doom and gloom and everything about it. I think it's pretty awesome. With the, I think it's pretty awesome with the Southern draw, um, you know, being from Texas and, and <laughs> neighbors with Oklahoma secure, secure. You, you, you got to embrace it, right? I mean, it's, it's hard not to say it quickly and say security, <laughs> but yep. we used to say um, with security, like if you break down the word, it's secure it. Why? And that's, that's yeah, the approach that most companies take is why secure it? Why not just, you know, let it go. Um, yeah. I think that's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool name for a company for sure. Uh, so what, what kind of stuff are you doing on the side, you know, outside of work, you know, what, what are your passions now? So, you know, um, I sat in here way too long in front of this keyboard, being a keyboard warrior or whatnot. Uh, so, um, one of the things um, that I fought with is just weight. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things that I've tried to make myself do is, and, you know, I'll give Dave Kennedy some props here too uh, in his journey. Um, oh, dude, yeah. Uh, he's, he's transformed. Uh, like he's not even the same dude. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, I tried to uh, get out. I've, I haven't been very good lately. And with, thanksgiving coming up i'm probably not going to be very good uh thanksgiving christmas coming up i'm not going to be very good uh, for the foreseeable future uh but i was really trying to hit the gym hard mm -hmm. as a getaway um you know i'm not i'm not like a, a gym rat or anything like that but at least that was something that uh you know try to keep healthy uh, okay. somewhat and and uh and lose some weight uh, other than that uh i'm sort of into photography cool, cool. that's been my latest thing um just taking some sports uh doing sideline photography sport or action photos uh nice. and uh just having fun with it right because uh you know my my daughter uh just uh graduated uh high school she's playing college soccer i've taken pictures of her through her career ever since she's been small learned and uh i just see i see that uh you know my work uh puts smiles on kids faces when they see oh you caught me you know in this moment doing i got this shot or or this kick or this pass or this catch um and the parents uh you know they love them um you know the the people that can't be there it's a, a way to you know share uh, those moments uh, with grandparents or, or family members that maybe don't live in state that would still want to be involved. So uh, I've always tried to do that. And, and I put my stuff out there. Um, I just had a, just had a parent ask me uh, today uh, their her son signed for uh, university of Oklahoma. And I had some pictures of him. It's like, can I use these uh, for his signing day? Awesome. I'm like, absolutely. That's exactly what I want. I want those memories. Uh, to be made and those those kids to have that so um that's uh that's how i get away from uh that's how i make myself get away from uh, the screen uh from time to time because uh as much as i uh, don't like to admit it i would sit in here um all day all night uh yeah if i could yeah balance is make myself get balance out, is man. super important um you know i just over the past couple of years losing a bunch of friends yeah in the industry uh, because they didn't have that balance or, or they were battling demons that, that nobody knew about. Um, balance is super yeah. important. So I try, I try to get away from the computer all the time. And I just uh, actually got a, a telescope in the mail um, delivered to me. So I'm going to take up, I want to do some astral photography, uh, yeah. which I think would be really, really cool. It's the sole purpose I got it for was uh, astral photography. I saw some of the, uh, photographs that people take um one guy actually does it with a cell phone um does astral photography yeah. with a cell phone um have those so yeah. adapters that mount on there and mm -hmm. uh, yeah take that so yeah i'm looking forward to uh, mess with it you know i uh one of the things uh you know we don't realize how much light pollution we have uh, oh, but yeah. uh last year uh last year you know when uh we didn't get to do a summer camp mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, Grifter and, and Bart and, and, uh, some of those guys, Jason street, uh, we all got together, uh, afterwards, a little after, you know, the virtual event said, uh, you know, we didn't get to see each other. We're all, uh, being COVID conscious, uh, you know, being responsible. Um, 
so we all trusted each other uh, and we met down at uh, we did a little hacker weekend where we did uh, nuclear uh, the, we went down to White Sands, so where the oh, first nice. nuclear bomb was dropped. Uh, mm -hmm. So we did white. Uh, so we did nukes and UFOs. Went up to Roswell, uh, nice. made a, made a weekend of it. Uh, but uh, where what's taken me in that direction is your mention of of astrophotography. I've never been somewhere that dark. Oh yeah, uh, and I've never I've never seen the milky way uh like it was out there in the stars and we happened to be there on a uh, on a new moon so it was it was pitch oh, wow. black mm -hmm. and everything just like i'm like wow i mean this is this is amazing out there uh and we also saved a guy from a burning car that weekend too i think uh, i heard about that actually <laughs> i think i heard about um, that. yeah we were uh we were uh driving uh driving to get some breakfast one morning before we went out to the down, we we're going to go tour the missile range and everything out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we were given grifter. I already gave grifter a hard time because uh, for some reason he decided to wear white mm -hmm. uh, that day. Uh, grifter's guy mm -hmm. you always see in black. Uh, but uh, about a mile in front of us, we saw a, a big poof and smoke starting coming up uh, and uh, got down to the intersection and, and saw where, there had been an accident and it was a, an old uh, homemade or, you know, a, a remodeled homemade truck or whatever. Uh, and uh, it busted the fuel cell in the back and oh, wow. it was just engulfed in fire. Uh, so I grabbed my knife out of the door. Uh, street had his. Um, we were able to go bust the window with the end of that. Uh, and then uh, uh Bart reached in. So Bart's a big guy. I don't know if you know him or not, mm -hmm. but he's like six, five used to play uh, XFL football. I believe mm -hmm. um, we, uh, a couple of us were grifter and able to get the, the door open and uh, Bart reached in there. Uh, if it wasn't for him, the guy would be dead. Wow. Uh, big Cause the guy, the guy in, in the seat, because uh, uh, we were having come in from the passenger side because the, the, the driver's side was already fully engulfed engulfed in flames wow. um but the guy inside was big too uh so like i wouldn't have, I, i'll i just submit i mean i wouldn't have been able to get him out um and so thankfully bart was there wow. pulled him out saved the guy and so uh and, and you know in 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 the course of that you know grifter got his white shirt dirty so that teaches <laughs> him to wear white right <laughs> so big question you went to uh to roswell any ufos I didn't see any while we were there. Oh, uh, we, I know, saw, saw lots of aliens, I guess. Uh, but uh, I'd say, uh, I don't know, have you ever been there? Uh, it's it's a little town, man. I, I've, been, uh, I've been there-ish, so passing through. But I definitely want to want to check it out. There's another place I really want to check out, um, Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, that's, so that's a little bit of a scary thing uh, people go up to, right? Uh, yeah, was was there a podcast? There, on there that was maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, there was, or, there was, and there there was actually a couple documentaries that have been done on Skinwalker Ranch. And Bob Bigelow, uh, billionaire, uh, he does a lot of stuff with aerospace. Uh, at one point, bought Skinwalker Ranch and set up cameras and everything. And, and him and the government, the U.S. government. Um, we're doing a lot of research out there uh, because it's a very hot spot for both paranormal and uh, extraterrestrial stuff. And uh, I just recently watched uh, a documentary called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and they actually caught some stuff on video that was absolutely amazing. Um, and of course, they had the, the cattle mutilations and stuff like that, but um, very interesting place. And the energy around that place... Uh, gamma radiation and stuff like that is, is yeah. measurable. Um, so they, they're not really sure what's going on there, but the work that Bob Bigelow did on that ranch, the research he did with the government is classified. Um, so there's <laughs> no data that's been released about it. So classified. classified. <laughs> so now they have another uh, a group, another millionaire who went out there and bought it. And now they're doing their own research and uh, it's basically 24 seven. They're putting a satellite, above skinwalker ranch on geostationary orbit just on the ranch to collect telemetry and stuff um, so that should be interesting that that kind of stuff really interests me because you know 
you kind of have to be kind of egotistical to think to, that we're the only ones. We're the only ones, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you, you know. And what a uh, and, and to look, be. yeah, to, to look out there and just, just think, you know, I, I did a science project at one point uh, with my daughter in terms of uh, how light dissipates with distance. Uh, and we sort of set out a, uh, a scale model. We, we, we mocked up some little solar panels and we put a light source there that was supposed to, to ref, uh, represent the sun mm-hmm. and took a string and started measuring, um, you know, the light bulb at night and, and let's go back to, you know, each planet, you know, and, and by the time you're, you know, stringing uh, the string, you know, hundred feet or whatever to scale, mm-hmm. you know, clear across your yard uh, to get to, to out to Pluto or Neptune or, uh or you know it's like and you just you look at that and you think of the scale and like some of these some of these videos you see on on uh, youtube or whatever where they use you know soccer balls for uh, the sun and you know they, they go the football field and then you know the next town over for you know uh it, it just is mind-boggling so yeah to think that we're the only ones um in this space i think would be um short-minded of us all um but it it, the the speaking of the gamma rays and everything you know it it was sort of ironic that you know thought that went through my head is like okay you have the first nuclear bomb uh, that goes off uh that's dropped and and is detonated there and you know roswell's not that far Mm -hmm. from uh white sands Sands. Um, and um you know maybe two years later is when so the supposed UFO land, or crashed. It's mm-hmm. like, huh, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if someone's out there and it's like, Oh, you know, what's this Keep little book on the radar? Let's, let's, let's go check this out over here, guys. Like what, what was this, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it, it always is interesting to me uh, to some of those things. And, and, you know, some of the declassified stuff too, that they've just released too, is talking about UFOs, like some of these uh, objects that are, um, these oh, pilots are are seen and and on the west coast like the one that the especially the one that's you know hovering over the water and then goes under the water under the water yeah the the, the speed that it's moving i'm like yeah and that's, you know, that's it's it's pretty if brutal. it's not a ufo we better be, we better really be worried like okay what are what's china doing <laughs> yeah i mean if, if it's not a ufo and they have those capabilities um we might be speaking chinese before too long uh, yeah, I, I saw some of those videos. Uh, I heard an interview with the pilot that took the video. That it was his craft um, that was monitoring this this spaceship or this UFO. And uh, I mean, straight laced guy. And, and his interview was just he was just shocked. He said, "You know, I, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, definitely not one of those guys that's trying to seek attention. Uh, he just, you know, normal guy, normal pilot." Yeah, so, that, that whole crew, I think I, I saw one of those interviews <clears> and, and they were like, you know, we didn't even really bring this to our attention. It's like it started, bo- you know, I think they were saying it, it was really bothering me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what is this? And so, you know, um, but uh, yeah, I don't think they were, um, uh, you know, glorification hounds or anything like that, seeking seeking attention like that. So Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting uh, place out there too, uh, White Sands and then uh, Sandia National Labs. Um, I went out there for a DOD and a DOE um, research program. And uh, th- that base out there in Sandia is really interesting. Um, you know, of course, right down the road, you have, you know, the rockets and the nuclear and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and Sandia is pretty highly classified. Parts of, the, parts of that base are pretty highly classified. Um, but it's really interesting to, to, to see what goes on there. They have a group called CERL. Um, and I cannot remember what the acronym stands for, uh, but they're the ones who did the research project. Um, and it was basically hacking into uh, a mock SCADA network um, so that the government and uh, DOE could look at biofeedback, um, basically how your body responds once you compromise the machine. Uh, they were doing it for um, a program to where they could, uh, I guess, put up a cloak um, with the telemetry and, and looking at how people react, um, doing some deception techniques uh, based on that, that feedback. Uh, but Searle is a pretty interesting place. Um, but yeah, it's uh, really interesting. I, I love space. I love anything that has to do with technology. Um, I lived in Alabama for a little bit, uh, right down the road from Huntsville. 
where some of the first rockets took off. Uh, and they have these huge, huge rockets, um, like a museum or whatever. It's been pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the space the, the new space race is, is very interesting too. Yes, you know it's always it's always been my goal, uh, one of my bucket list items, I guess, uh, so to speak, is to see a, a launch down there. Uh, and you know, uh, with the space shuttle program, you know, mm-hmm. showing our showing our age a little bit here, right? Oh yeah, uh, with the space shuttle program getting uh, getting. Uh, scrubbed uh scrubbed uh it's like yeah i don't know if we're gonna ever be able to see that again but it's it's nice to see some of these uh companies uh in that private race to to do some of these things i think that's really cool though i think that's it's awesome that that we're opening up space to private exploration Uh, i think that's one thing that may have kept us from getting further in space exploration was not opening up to uh private and commercial commercialized. Um, but with people like Elon Musk at the helm, uh, there's no, I, I don't think there's going to be any limit to, <clears throat> to what we can actually achieve. I heard that they were going back to the moon. Um, that's yeah. going to be the, the next mission is, is actually going back to the moon. So. And I think that was going to be, I, I think I heard something that they're going to be piloted a uh, female pilot on that. So yeah. um, even better. Yeah. And I, I think it'd be really cool. They, they were talking about, uh, I can't remember where I read this. I, I read it today or yesterday about putting a nuclear reactor on the moon, um, the possibilities of something like that and the energy output and being able to use that as, you know, I guess, furthering our, our reach into space. Uh, but I just, I hope they don't do to the moon what they've done to the earth. Hopefully we can uh, <laughs> yeah. keep from destroying it. <clears throat> but it's uh, yeah. pretty interesting times. Really interesting time and, and it's and, and one of the things that you know let, let's tie some of this conversation in here so we're just talking about space and photography and everything mm. uh you know there's always a little bit of conspiracy theorist in me too like you know oh yeah it's yeah. it's the hacker nature of us too have mm. you ever wondered and, and i think i've read something about this and, and i don't know if i 100 percent believe it or not have you ever wondered why you can't see stars from any pictures from the moon. moon that's a good that's, <laughs> that, that's a really good question another another really good question too is when they were planning the flag on the moon and looking at the way the flag waved in the air there is no wind on there i mean solar winds maybe and no not the hack but the actual solar winds possibly yeah <laughs> but, but um, yeah, there, I mean, just the whole the whole space race back then. I watched a documentary on um, the U.S. And, and Russia and how we were rushing to the moon, and it was this huge race, and we were willing to do whatever it took to be the first ones to the moon. Um, and then, of course, you deal with the conspiracies of you know, was it in a you know movie set in Hollywood? And you know, you hear the guys talk about if you look really close, the rocks are, are labeled and, and just crazy shit. But I, I don't, I don't think the camera uh, quality back then was was quite good enough to see any labels on rocks. Who knows? But yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I definitely uh, the not not so much conspiracy theorists, but I definitely listen to the conspiracies because. In every conspiracy, there's at least a little bit of truth. Truth, yeah. Um, and I, I think it runs your mind, right? I mean, yeah. and, and that's that's <clears throat> one of the things that's one of the things that, that, that frustrate me so much with with politics uh, mm. too is that uh, a lot of people are so close-minded, uh, whether you be on the left or the right, mm. that you won't listen to the other. Uh, and so, yeah, you may listen to some of these people that have some conspiracy theories and think that they're just crazy. But if you actually take the time and actually listen to what they're saying and, and mm-hmm. at least try to understand, right? Uh, right. Yeah, you, you, you he's like learn something, you know, from the other side at all times. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, Albert Einstein was once considered a conspiracy theorist as well. And, you know, you look at some of his theories and, and you know, now that we've got science that can, that can prove it. He's a genius, but back then, half the people thought he was mad. You know, so he's he's one of my idols. He's one of the ones that that didn't care what other people thought and was willing to put himself out there and really push the the envelope of science. Um, I just wish there were more people like that. I mean, people give Elon Musk a hard time, but the things that he's doing for advancement of human race and technology is just absolutely yeah. fucking amazing. 
I mean, just like, um, just like with, with the Tesla, right. Um, mm. the, the electric car, like he, he's patented and had all this research that he's invested in, uh, to, to get the efficiency and everything on the batteries, uh, to where it will make, uh, electric vehicles possible. But mm. what does he do? He goes out and he opens the patent up to everyone because he's like, yeah. this is going to make, this is going to make our environment. This is going to make our planet better. I will share what I found and what I've discovered and what we've, the journey that we've been on so far uh, for everyone's benefit. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, how can you blame that? Right. Exactly. And, and how can you talk bad about a man who builds this Tesla and has all these technical capabilities within this car and says, you know what? If you hack my car, not only will I give you one of them, but also give you a hundred thousand dollars, you know, much respect to that, you know, testing his own, his own technology. Um, and to see what kind of bugs are out there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Which I think um, a couple of our former workers or coworkers, I think, uh, ha- I know have torn their Teslas apart out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. To, after that goal. For sure. Uh, yeah. One of, them, one of them got the bug bounty, I believe, on United. Mm-hmm. I think one of a million mm-hmm. uh, frequent flyer miles or something like that. But, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Patrick Kiley, I believe, out in, uh, in Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. he, he loves to tinker on stuff like that. Oh yeah. I don't know if I would take my own Tesla and try to try to break it. Uh, that's, that's a pretty penny for a car. So yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you being on the show and I, I think that, uh, you know, we should do this more often, you know, just the one-on-one yeah. type of friend to friend type conversation. Um, yeah. Give me uh give me a shot when you're uh, here in the city for, for InnoTech. Uh, I'll see if I can maybe get down to uh, the conference. I'm not sure what my schedule holds. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I honestly sort of live day by day on things. Like I look at my calendar in the morning and say, why do I have on this schedule today? Uh, and unfortunately that's how I survive. Uh, I like to try to plan better than that, but I've always schedule. found that when you plan, it gets rid all the hell. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why plan? I, I look at my calendar. If I have a little bit of white space within that day, it's a good day. If it's not completely yep. filled. So yeah, definitely. I think the, the conference is, I want to say it's December 1st or December 2nd. It's one of those so. two days, um, yep. but I'll definitely give you a call and uh, we should definitely uh, connect again on the podcast and, uh, you know, maybe yeah. pull a couple other people on here and just have and, a power. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll put this out to anyone that's listening to if you would be interested in participating in, in black hat. Cause I, I like trying to involve as many people as I can from all different lock walks of life. Uh, so I'll put that out there. Uh, if, if you'd be interested in participating uh, as a conference associate, um, uh, which also gives you one of the best perks that, that black hat gives you is a badge to DEF CON. So you work black hat, you get to go to DEF CON. Um, and trust me, you'll earn it. Um, you deserve it by that time. But uh, yeah, if anyone's interested, uh, hit Mike up, uh, get them, you know, uh, let's get your names on there. Uh, I typically start recruiting for my teams around uh, March uh, for, uh, for USA in the summer. Yeah. And definitely and, uh, if, uh, if you want to get involved, that, yeah. jump into Discord uh, or shoot me an email. Yeah. Haunted on, at the haunted I'm on the Discord server too there. So uh, Adam915. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, hit me up. And uh, Mike, I appreciate it. Uh, love you, Absolutely. buddy. Love, uh, you, love you like a brother. Uh, and uh, yeah. All right, brother. Look forward um, to seeing will... you here in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care and uh, thanks for, for being on the podcast, man. All right. Thank you, man. Cheers. Bye.